0: We've we've always said that. I mean, we're we'll, we're never going to put on a race unless there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. There's a hook. There's something that makes it fun. Uh, if you look at Road to Hell, that's probably the most fun we've had building out a website. You know, it's there's Purgatory loops for the distances that don't go to Hell. Uh, there's you know Dante's Inferno courts all over the place. There's a reason for it to exist. It's it's fun and it's different, or it's something like Fondo that that's may a great have, example, which which <laughs> may have gone away, but it's too important of a race to the community to let to let that happen. So we're happy to step in and, and try to carry on that legacy that you know Bob's created with the MSU gradeboundable.
1: KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor. And on this episode, I talk with John Conkling and John Mosey from Tries for Health, the racing production company that is putting on several events now in the Michigan area. Um, including but not limited to the Grand Rapids Triathlon, uh, Michigan Titanium Triathlon, the Dirty Mitten Gravel Triathlon, the Road to Hell Gravel Race, and new to this year, um, the newly branded Grand Rapids Fondo, formerly the MSU Grand Fondo. Now, uh, John and John are no strangers to the podcast And um, as we discuss later in the conversation, I think it was about three years ago where they came on the show promoting their Dirty Mitten gravel triathlon. And uh, quickly since then, they have built out quite the race portfolio that now includes around nine events ranging from triathlons to full-on gravel races And even some running events as well. And we have a cool conversation about their progression as uh, race directors. How that all came to be. um, The difference between taking over a large race and creating a race. Their responsibility they have as race directors. And uh, what most they are looking forward to in this 2023 season. It was great catching up with those guys again, and let's get right to that conversation. John and John from Tries for Health. No, before I interrupted you, but you were telling me about going to Barry Roubaix, was it this last year? Yeah, yeah last year. And spring. so that was the So um that was your first gravel experience. Did you just go to
2: just spectate? Just spectate. Yeah. Cause we, we literally had Waterloo G and G like what two or three weeks later. Yep. And I was like, yeah, we should probably, I should probably check this out <laughs> to make sure that, you know, we're, we're set and yeah. Well, and then the, 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 issue with us going to these events with our
0: recent expansions is, is yeah, we just start walking around and people are like, why are you two here? We're just spectating. That's it. Just
2: spectating. Uh-huh. Why, why are you guys here? Just to spectate.
1: Well, like, what do they think? Like, you're going to buy That's
0: up
2: all these That's what they races? thought. And yeah. 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 We're like, no, I swear to God. Like, we literally have an event in a couple
1: of weeks, and I'm just checking this out. Because, <laughs> so, we,
0: yeah, we yeah. went from three to eight events in a year.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys have been... Uh... Yeah, let's, let's back up a yeah, little yeah, yeah. bit. I mean, but <laughs> we... Uh, I am here at the headquarters. The... Uh... What what's the title of your? Is it tries for health? Tries for health. Okay, the tries for health yeah. headquarters um, in Grand Rapids. Is this technically Grand Rapids or Wyoming? Wyoming. Wyoming. Wyoming Grand yeah, Rapids. Yeah. Um, and this is a new building and a new space for the two of you, right? It is. Yeah, this is we're giving this a real go as far
2: as a, a real business. So yeah, I mean <laughs> I've been kind of full time since we took over the original events that got us into this, and he just jumped into the deep end with me here, what, just a couple months ago. So yeah. I think
1: I yeah I saw that um, on Facebook, John, that you um, left your other job and then have turned your attention to this full-time. But mm-hmm. other John, <laughs> Conkling, uh, Mo, uh, Mosey, uh, Conkling, how long have you been doing this full-time?
2: Uh, pretty much since the fall of 2019. Okay. So I basically act as our in-house marketing agency
1: because that's kind of my background. The first time we talked to the both of you, you neither of you were full time, right? This was still kind of a part time. Well, I kind of was.
2: I was still doing a little bit of part time, like design work and and whatnot. But most of my energy was focused on this. Yeah, I think we talked in early twenty twenty. Wasn't yep. it? pre-COVID? Yeah, I think so. It was pre-COVID. Yeah. It was,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was pre-COVID, but I wasn't sure. Because we were
2: going to have – we were all
0: excited for the Dirty, dirty Mitten. Man. The first year of the Dirty Mitten before that got canned like everything else.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, that's it's interesting. I was thinking about that, and it's kind of a cool way to look at your progression um, from – the the triathlons that the two of you were putting on, and then the Dirty Mitten, which is also a triathlon. But from that to now, which, John, you said how many events are you?
0: We have nine. And if you add our two kids' events, we're actually up to 11 total events. Okay.
2: Yeah. And they mostly are gravel now,
1: Yeah, actually. Um, can you name them all?
2: <laughs> In our
1: sleep. <laughs>
2: yep. Yep. You want to go? Sure. So we have waterloo g and g which yep. is a late April event yep. that's we've, gravel yep that's gravel we've got grand Rapids Triathlon, which is a june event that's a two day uh you know big triathlon we now have the former m s u grand fondo which is the g r grand fondo yeah uh, also in June then we have ugly dog gravel try in july, Michigan titanium in August brainy day trail run in august we've got um the Dirty Mitten Gravel Bike Race and then the Dirty Mitten Gravel Try over a whole weekend late September. And then we finish up with Road to Hell, which is another gravel bike event in early October. Wow. That's,
1: that's a, that is a full schedule for, um, I mean, just for a, an area, not to, not to mention just for, like, for the two of you to be, to be putting it on. So it makes sense that you are full-time with this and have a space mm-hmm. to help you. Um, and this is, like, you kind of were showing me around when I first came in here, and I I, I dig it. It's a, It looks, it's legitimate. And uh, you have a nice office space and in the back, um, a huge warehouse right. that's housing a ton of, I don't know, I mean, I saw, uh, um, like, what do they call it? Um, barricades. The barricades yeah. and a lot of, I mean, there's like soda and stuff for, from after race th- uh, yep. like festivities, and a lot of banners and things. So. Literally
2: tons of t-shirts. Yeah, t-shirts, medals, uh, bike racks,
1: um, more signage than
2: I think we could even
1: count at this point. Are you able to? Can you get everything that you need for these races in this space? Yes. Yeah, yes. we
0: do have a 28 foot trailer out there that's full too.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, th-
2: this space will serve us pretty well for the next few years. Yeah, you know, provided we don't grow to f- 50 events or something crazy. Was
1: this the the plan? I mean, I don't think we talked about this uh, the first time we we talked. I mean, I think we were mostly talking about the uh, the dirty mitten. Right. Um. But I don't think we really talked about you guys just as race promoters, as race directors, as race creators. Um. Is was this in the is this what you were dreaming of, ultimately? Uh, probably in the back of our heads. Yeah, but... I mean, the,
0: the goal was to always do it full-time. Neither of us want to have a quote-unquote real job.
2: But, I mean, we, you know, pre-COVID, we had kind of a plan. Maybe we'll expand to five events in the first three or five years. I mean, very slow, kind of, you know, purposeful kind of growth. And then COVID hit, and when we started coming out of it, we were able to kind of have our, our two regular triathlons finally in 2020 we were able to put on the dirty mitten i mean after that from december into january opportunities were literally coming weekly as far as events to take over events to create um and it just hasn't stopped i mean we we've turned down events at this point um it's it's kind of nuts i mean we're we're literally throwing any plan we had out the window at this point and just kind of staying open to what comes next.
1: Yeah, I mean, you said uh, events that were already established mm-hmm. and then new events. Um, and that I think that's one thing that stands out to me is, I mean, you have like a Waterloo Grit and Gravel um, or an MSU Grand Fondo, now Grand Rapids Grand Fondo. Um, those are two events that have been established, that have been around. And then what, Road to Hell is a brand new event, right? Yeah. Um, so like, I, I kind of like how there is a mixture of, uh, brand new experiences for people. And then also, um, kind of, you can build on some of the momentum of these other, uh, events that have already, that have been like fixtures in the community already.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're fortunate in that we have some of these larger events, uh, so they can help kind of carry some of these smaller, newer events that we want to launch while they try to find their feet, uh, which, you know, a lot of people as they start a race don't have that luxury. Yeah. works out well.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, when we create an event, there's a certain um, level of ownership and excitement because we can really kind of do what we want. You know, Road to Hell, we were approached by the um, uh, Southern Michigan Outdoors, basically, which is on the the other side of the state primarily, you know, eastern side of the state. And they wanted to create an event um, to really focus all of the outdoor assets out there. And uh, we were one of the names that got floated, and they set up a meeting, and... We're like, yeah, let's let's brainstorm something, and Road to hell kind of came out of that, um yeah. but you know with Waterloo and even the the fondo i mean there's there's just a different level of excitement with that because we they are established and we kind of have some stuff to build off of, but you know at the same time, we try to put our own spin on it and
1: kind of make it our own, sure, um backing up even further, and I know we talked about this now, probably three years ago, I guess, or. I guess it would be almost three years ago. Yeah, it's been that long. seems Um, like about six weeks. And we did discuss how the two of you got into this business in the first place, but let's revisit that quickly. And um, can you explain about how the two of you got involved in the triathlon um, side of things and then how that's kind of grown into what you're doing now?
2: That's a Mosey story. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um, We've been
0: athletes for years, mainly triathletes, I guess I'd probably identify as more of a gravel cyclist nowadays. Um, And I got lost on a training ride back in 2016, ended up on basically the equivalent of Sager Road up north, you know, Jeep, trail road, things like that. And I was on my gravel bike with skinny tires or on my tri bike. And I decided that this would make an awesome triathlon. Someone should do this. And I kind of put it in the back of my head for a few years, and we we're on the way down to Land Run now, mid south. Mid south, yeah. Uh, and a buddy mentioned, um, you know, something about Grand Rapids try, and I, I reached out to Ann and Andy, the the previous owners, about renting some equipment and things, and had a meeting with them and walked out with the possibility of of taking over their two races. And I called John and I said, "This isn't a a one person job." And before I finished my sentence, he said, "I'm in." Yeah. And so then from there we had the idea to well, we'd hoped to put on a couple of races and eventually add the dirty mitten. COVID kinda put a kibosh on that. We joked that we were just race planners for quite a for a couple of years. You know, we <laughs> yeah. didn't actually yeah, yeah. we didn't yeah. actually put anything on, you know, like everyone else. <laughs> um, but yeah, then we gotta come back in twenty one. Mm. We had the GR Tri Michigan titanium. Uh, they went great. We added the Dirty Mitten Try, which that's probably the most fun I've had at any event as a director or a participant. Oh, nice. It's, it brings that kind of laid back gravel feel to triathlon. Uh, but even then, we had probably 20, 30% of the people did identify as gravel cyclists. Mm-hmm. So we got them to try something different, which mm-hmm. is really fun. You don't have to be able to swim. You know, there's, there's duathlon. You can just run and bike. You can get on a relay. Yeah. And then yeah. we've just kind of been going from there.
2: Yeah, we kind of hit that sweet spot that summer of 21. Like, stuff opened literally three weeks before try happened, and things felt pretty normal at the events, which was – I mean, we had all the COVID precautions and safety oh, yeah. measures, yeah. I mean, like everyone else. But um, it was just a really good summer. Yeah. And, yeah, we just had great momentum coming out of that. And, like I said, opportunities just
1: started happening. Man, I, I love how that – it, it kind of started – of course like this all started with with triathlons mm-hmm. and it's in your name tries for health I mean that's it's you're definitely a triathlon I I, I don't know I, w- I guess I wouldn't say focus because now it seems like the majority of the 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 events underneath in your uh, in the umbrella is they're not triathlons yeah. but um, I I like how it kind of started with a gravel adventure um, really yep. that that you're on you know Sega Road Um on a bike that shouldn't be on Sega Road, which is like basically most gravel adventures, you know? And uh, I love how that was the, that's what helped create um, what is now Tries for Health and all the different races.
0: And we do go back to rebranding occasionally, but... I drive him nuts with it. We, we just got so much money
2: invested in signage and the name Tries for Health. Yeah, I mean, we, we've really been building the name up um, to to make it so that, you know, whether it's a triathlon or a gravel cycling event or a gravel try or even a trail runner or a road cycling event now, it, it's kind of all a certain level of production and, and athlete focus. I mean, we spend a ton of time thinking about what would be best for the athlete at that particular event and then trying to, you know, make it even better. So uh, hopefully the the name, even though it's tries, it's becoming a little bit more synonymous with just um, having a really great race day no matter what the event is and having a good time at it and wanting to do do it again.
0: Waterloo's a good example of that. Being athlete-focused, it was coming from the Tri background, it was pretty funny last year when we put on Waterloo. The gravel cyclists finished, and they were really excited because we had bananas. They, were, they, they didn't know if they could take a banana and a water. And we were like, well, yeah, you can have that. But then we also catered in barbecue from Smokehouse 52. And Chelsea were like, or, you, know, you could go have like, an actual lunch and barbecue and mac yeah, and wait, cheese. Beer and and beer, beer, yeah. It was all
2: part of the registration. Yeah.
0: yeah, they were a little shocked by that. The, the gravel crowd's been a little different. It's been mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Um, also, compared to type A triathletes, they sign up literally 15 minutes before the race. Oh yeah. <laughs> they'll roll up in their car, you know, they'll hop out. They're like, Hey, where do I sign up? We're like, we're, we're starting in like 10 minutes. They're like, okay.
1: Yeah. I was, that's, that's funny. I was going to ask the, for as uh, if, from your perspective, the difference in, or like the vibe of say the Grand Rapids triathlon versus even Waterloo or the road to hell. Like these are like, you know, On paper, they're both um, kind of endurance activities um, that involve a bicycle, but probably when you're there, they couldn't be more polar opposites. It's
2: like a different planet when you really compare the (laughs) two, because I mean, you know, we've got triathletes showing up at four in the morning, you know, for you know certain events, and then we've got gravel cyclists showing up five minutes beforehand. But even just doing single sport is just vastly easier. To do, um, you know, when we did Waterloo, it was our first single sport event. In addition to our first gravel cycling event, and Mosey and I were setting up all day with a couple buddies uh, the day before. We were done early. We got to go to packet pickup, eat, and you know, get a drink. And we're like, "Is this it?" Wow. Even breaking down. I mean, you know, the race was over, and we had everything broken down and loaded in the trailer inside of an hour. And usually, we're busting our hump for another three, four days post triathlon event sure. to just get everything kind of put to bed. So just the whole vibe from a production and and from an athlete standpoint, it's just vastly different.
0: But one of the things we've tried to do is is bring that after-party feel of triathlon, because they do expect a lot uh, post-race. We've tried to bring that to some of our gravel events, uh, similar to what they do at Bayer-Roubaix. Uh, and we've had a lot of success with that. A lot of good feedback. I mean, Road to Hell. We had a national touring act play on a, as a band. Yeah, full on
2: concert. It was crazy yeah. with
0: an insanely large stage, and it was it was insane. The guy was singing, riding around on people's bikes, and <laughs> yeah. <to> grabbing <laughs> beer. Was it was fantastic.
1: That's that's very cool. Um, do you? Uh, I, you know, we kind of open this with uh, the two of you doing a little reconnaissance at Barrier mm. Bay. Um, and i i think it's fair to say that in this uh in this scene that you're both kind of newer newer offerings uh the, the some of the races aren't some some of the races are newer and but um you taking them over or you offering like like tries for health in this space is a newer thing do you find that to be a difficult uh is that difficult to kind of get into the scene or is it a welcome addition from other people or are you struggling with that a little bit? Um, I, I wouldn't say it's been a hard thing for us to
2: do. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, we have a lot of great events in Michigan, period. I mean, we're very fortunate. Just anyone living here and they want to do gravel or tries or, or uh, whatever, running, I mean, you, yeah. can, you can do it here. Um, incredibly fortunate. So, you know, when we're moving into some of these new spaces, we're just kind of Doing our thing and just trying to do the best that we we can do for that event and uh, just try to you know high tide raises all ships kind of philosophy mm-hmm. is kind of uh, what we what we try to go by. So if if we're new to gravel, it's you know we're just trying to do a great thing for the athletes and just do our thing. And um, you know it, it's it's hard to bring you know athletes to events, especially new ones. But you know they're growing. It's it we kind of play a long game with this stuff. You know sure. we're not expecting a. 3000 person gravel cycling event at road to hell, you know, year one. I mean, that, that could take a long time, but we're just going to keep doing our best.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I would hope that wouldn't be met with, um, anything other than, than support and, 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 and openness. And it's, it's tough. I, I, I look back at like last year and you saw a lot of races that, um, had scheduling conflicts and and then when i see that as an athlete or just a lover of of the gravel scene i get a little concerned about how that is going to play out in the future and you got to start somewhere you got to get a, a a new race on on the on the calendar somehow you know and so maybe the first year there's there's some conflicts and maybe the second year it's easier to and it wasn't just it was a lot of races kind of conflicting mm-hmm. and then new races showing up and big you know, it just it just kinda it gets I, I get concerned sometimes about like an oversaturation of the market, I guess. Right. Um but then there's gotta be a way of uh there's there's only one way that it can grow and the more opportunities mm-hmm. for athletes, um athletes uh that that live, like, on the east side or the west side or the south or the upper peninsula. Like, like, not everyone wants to travel to the upper peninsula for a race. Um, it's, just, it's just the way it is. So if there are more offerings, then I, absolutely I, w- I welcome that, you know.
0: Ro- Road um, to Hell was a great example of that. When we set that date last year, you know, early October, there was kind of a hole in the schedule. Yeah, and we had
2: set that back in, what, January?
0: In- Before that even. Yeah. yeah. And then by the time that rolled around, there were four races. Yep, And day. In, yep. Yeah, yep. one of them was you know Belgian Waffle Ride yep. coming in, um, and you know we've talked to the local guys like Rusty Fish and um, Gilmore and things like that, and we're all trying to stay off each other's weekends as, as best we can. I know I think Rusty Fish um, that moved was on the, the same weekend, weekend
1: as well, same yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: and you know in, in Michigan, West Michigan. Yeah, everyone's nice, plays nice. We all try to stay off each other's weekends, but like you say, there's getting to be so many races that it's, it's getting to be impossible. And at, at some point, there will be some contraction, um, which you know the good races will stay around, and, and some of the the smaller ones or ones that maybe I don't know people have done too many times will, will go away.
2: Yeah. Hopefully, we stay around. Yeah, you know we, we're we're kind of fortunate is that in that we're we're seeing a lot of triathletes moving the gravel just for training rides. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's. You know, if they've been in it for 10 or 15 years and, you know, they're doing a GR Tri or a Michigan Titanium, you know, they're they're looking for something different. So, you know, in a sense, we're, we're kind of moving with our some of our athletes a little bit into those spaces that they're moving to, like gravel. Um, running, you know, we've got some plans for, you know, kind of moving a little bit more into that space. You know, we've got a trail run right now. But, um, you know, there's just a lot of opportunities to, to provide these events for, for athletes, and that's just you know, kind of what we're 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 trying to achieve.
1: Yeah, and what I what I hear and see with the two of you um, is not a forcing an event into a um, a place where it it sounds like everything has become as has progressed naturally. Yeah, it's been very organic. And and even like opportunities that the two of you didn't even f- had didn't even like have. Um, planned out, they just kind of were there and needed a couple guys to um, take over a race or provide a race or create an event you know that so um i think if when hopefully never but like if people just start creating events for the sake of having an event, then that can become a problem but if there's if there's a like a need in an area or a need to take over an event or something, you know, like the, if it's organic, like the yeah. way it's we've, it's. we've
0: always said that. I mean, we'll, we're never going to put on a race unless there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. There's a hook. There's something that makes it fun. Uh, if you look at Road to Hell, that's probably the most fun we've had building out a website. You know, it's, there's purgatory loops for the distances that don't go to hell. Uh, there's you know, Dante's Inferno courts all over the place. There's a reason for it to exist. It's, it's fun and it's different. Or it's something like Fondo that that's may a great have, example, which which may have gone away, but it's too important of a race to the community to let to let that happen. So we're happy to step in and, and try to carry on that legacy that you know Bob's created yeah. with the MSU Grand
1: Fondo. Um, kind of a side thing about the Fondo that it was always a um, a big, uh, I think it was skin cancer yes. uh, research. Is it still tied to not necessarily that, but is it tied to another um, maybe a, a nonprofit or is it tied to, to yeah. something like that? So uh,
2: every element of of the MSU grant fondo that made that race what it was is it still exists even though the the skin cancer portion, you know, they've raised 1.4 million over eight years for that, which is tremendous. Um, we have since, uh, decided to partner with the West Michigan trails, which is another nonprofit. It's right here in our backyard. Um, they, their mission is basically to help, um, promote, you know, the trail movement, but also connect trails, um, so that, you know, you've got safer runs, safer rides, um, and, and those, they're the charity, uh, designation for this year. So we're still, you know, working with Bob Hughes, you know, Fonda was his baby mm-hmm. and, you know, when. When it kind of went away with MSU, um, our name kind of got dropped into, um, I guess, the conversation just because from a, a production and infrastructure standpoint, you know, we, we've got the scale and, and the uh, experience at this point to be able to pull off a large-scale event here uh, with road closures and municipalities and all of that. Um, but, you know, the after party's still there. The rides, are, it's the same route. It's, it's every piece that people love before just with a, a an updated name and an updated charity. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Very cool.
1: Um, yeah. It, yeah. I hope you don't mind me asking all these questions about um, – I, I, I just – I see that the gravel space is still growing and still has space to grow and I get interested to talk about like what's the best way like, – how can we make sure it grows um, positively and not like taking advantage of a time where we grow too quickly or gravel grows too quickly. And then you have too many races and not enough people that are interested in them. Um, so when I'm talking to people that are are putting on races, I think it's a good conversation to have and talk about like how, what's what's the, what, how are you approaching it? And how do you see, and, and I mean, that's, I, I see it, um, Positively and organically. And that's what I hope will continue with uh, the gravel space, at least. Well, with um, with Waterloo, kind of to that
2: point, you know, we're, we're part of the uh, gravel series that, um, you know, Acker put together and everything. And we love being a part of that and, yeah. and kind of being part of that those events, um, because it, it does give people a goal to kind of work towards, um, you know, the point series and also it exposes them to different races across the area by different people. I mean, that, I think that's how you kind of keep things healthy. And also to just kind of like John said, you know, play nice with, with who's in the space, you know, we, we all want gravel to continue to grow and, and to just put on fun events and give people a good time. So I, I think, when when you do have events coming in, um, you know, just for the sake of coming in, you know, Belgium Waffle Ride came in last year and that, that's great and everything. That's a great brand. But, you know, they're not coming back this year. I don't I don't know that they had the response that they were maybe looking for or have in, in other areas. So um, I, I really think kind of focusing on local races, um, established ones, any new ones that are filling some holes here and there like uh, we've got is kind of the way to go. You know, I mean, we want local people to
1: race local kind of on that subject um and it sounds it sounds like the uh this kind of fell together for the two of you and you weren't looking to start a company or start a um a uh, a race to, like what what would you call it a company i don't know what, would, what? Uh, event, production, uh, brand, event management uh, event management yeah yeah or... so it, it, the, the, both of you weren't looking to create that but it became something and now you have it um, now that you have it and now that you are directing nine you said mm-hmm. nine events uh, I feel like there is a responsibility for athletes for the athletes that come to your events um, what do you think is some of the most important uh themes or most important things that you want to make sure that an athlete gets at one of your events
2: the the number one thing that we say and and we hold true to this i mean this is really what we do i mean every single decision that we make for an event it doesn't matter what it is it comes down to what would be best for the athlete we you know all those ath- athlete focused decisions are what we build everything else from um you know, we were athletes at some of these events that we now own. I mean, I, I can remember what it was like to pull up to a GR try on race morning and um, to go to the expo and, and kind of the, the, the finish line experience and just, just being part of that. And that's what we keep in mind with, with what we're doing. I mean, we want them to know that, you know, this isn't a necessarily a numbers game for us. We want them to have a great time, be successful with their goals, no matter what they are, and come back. You know, and and another thing is we're we're never kind of resting on kind of any bar that we set or or any level that we get to. We're always trying to make it better. Uh, you know, how can we improve things? Whether it's finish line food or just really little things that they might not even notice, um, just to make the day run smoother. I mean, we're always trying to to do better, and we're asking them, you know, what do you guys want to see? You know, what what didn't work well for you? Yeah, it's great to hear. You know. Athletes who, who love the race and love the experience, but what went wrong? You know, where can we do better? And that's what we're always asking. Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, we talk to athletes literally every day. Uh, and we have enough friends in these spaces, enough friends that do our races that if we screwed up, they'd let us know. Uh, they'd probably take a lot of joy in it because we take a lot of joy in making them do painful activities. You know, that's that's all what we like to do for fun and in endurance sports for some weird reason. We think it's fun. Um, but yeah, we're, we're always looking to improve and we're always looking to put the athlete first.
1: Yeah. It, even more on a, a simpler level. Um, the name is tries for health. Hmm. And I think that some of the most, uh, the most important thing that you can do for yourself and, and for the people around you is probably be a healthy person. Um, and so to seek out those opportunities where you can improve yourself as a person, um, for your health and for other people's health is, is pretty damn important. And, and then to be on the, be creating those opportunities for people to better themselves, I think is pretty damn important.
0: And that's, that's both of our backgrounds is, you know, middle-aged dads and, and, and husbands and, we get into these activities to lose weight, to become healthier, to set good examples for our kids. I mean, originally I lost a hundred plus pounds doing this stuff, probably put a little too much back on during COVID, but now my wife's even started to get into it. Uh, she's actually signed up for her first gravel race. She's going to do Waterloo. She got a gravel bike over at a village earlier, well, late last year, you know, she's excited. So just that's one of the things we really love about it. Is not necessarily the the fast front of the pack people. It's really cool to watch. It's it's nothing I'm familiar with, but those mid pack, the 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 people that are coming into Mai Tai at midnight or even later, just getting people healthy, getting them off the couch. It's those are inspirational stories and it's fun to
2: watch. And, and you know, to that point, um, you know, you, you not necessarily everybody can come in and just do a triathlon. So, you know, when we started, that's all we had. Um, you know, it is pretty daunting. I mean, if you do a relay or something, yeah, maybe you can yeah. do a 5K with somebody. But still, you got to swim, you got to bike. It, it's it's daunting. So, you know, picking up these single sport events, like anybody can ride a bike. You know, we've got 10-mile distances at a lot of our events yeah. now. I mean, that's super beginner. And, you know, Fondo still has the 12-mile family ride, like through Millennium Park. I mean, it, super accessible entry level into these things and having a trail run. Um, You know, there's a 5K. We're going to add probably a one-mile, like, family, like, kids loop that it's over at Mosquito Creek on uh, uh, the lakeshore. So it's just making the barrier to to entry um, almost go away Mm -hmm. at this point. They literally just have to sign up, and the rest of it should start happening.
0: And And we actually started working with some local women's groups Last year as well, which we had a lot of success with, um, Pam and Donnie. I don't know if you know them, Harper with the, oh, yeah. the gravel yeah, yeah, race yeah. series. Um, you know, we worked with, with Pam, um, I think Katie stones on spin with you. Oh, yep, yeah. Yep. Um, just, just trying to get more women involved. You know, traditionally it's, it's maybe 10% women at these gravel events. And most of ours were closer to 30% last year. Oh, fantastic. And one of the reasons we added those shorter distances was try to get people to come into the sport, people like my wife. I'm still working on his wife, but that shouldn't be too hard. But
2: people were asking for it too. They're like, "Oh, we'd love to do that event if it had a shorter one." So we added a ten mile to the Dirty Mission. Sure, like hell, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that's a great idea. Why didn't we think of it?
1: Yeah, and I mean, kind of back to uh, the, the 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 more opportunities there are for people, um, not only the more like different race uh options or different race uh uh length options but also the more opportunities there are throughout the year throughout the calendar locations um helps kind of uh remove that barrier even more if they don't have to drive four hours to do something and it's half an hour down the road um that just opens up a whole new um thing for for that person to maybe try you know give them give them that that push to to try it out exactly um What about the two of you? I mean, we're talking about all this and you, you came from an athlete background and now that you both are heavily involved in putting races together, how does that affect your own Journey as an athlete.
2: <laughs> well, I, I can tell you that um, I made, you know, John and I obviously are, are thick as thieves with this now because I mean, this is, you know, we talk every day. This is all we do. I mean, 24 seven, we're talking about races. Um, I made the mistake of giving him my birth date. Um, he had asked me, "Oh, what, what's your birthday again?" I figured it was some, you know, form for the work, you know, work or yeah. something. And I start getting race registration confirmation. So <laughs> I got signed up for uh, the Luton Park Time Trial last year. Okay, um, You've never been um, on a mountain bike. Never been on a mountain bike, so I got okay. a mountain bike okay. and I did that. I loved it. It was yeah. awesome. Um, you know, I've gotten a few others since then. Um, yeah, what else? Margie. Yeah, 50? if you signed me up for the yeah for Margie Fifty, which uh, <laughs> we'll see about that one. I don't, I don't know, but um, uh, just as as far as doing the events, you know, we find it pretty difficult to actually sign up for something and, and do it because this is all we're putting on. I get mm-hmm. way more uh, that gratification that I used to get crossing the finish line. It's like a hundred times better now seeing other people sure. do it and providing yeah. that. And that's really where, you know, we're putting all our focus in. I mean, you know, I'm trying to do some runs here and some swims just yeah. to, to stay somewhat fit and healthy. But, you know, I think that you... You can either do one or the other when when you're putting on this many events. I mean, I can't sign up for an Ironman and do an Ironman. I I don't know that I could even have the attention to do a marathon at this point or a super long bike race, but because we're just – this is all we're doing. Kind of the last thing I want to do is go home and then you know train for something else.
1: Right, yeah. What about you, Mosey?
0: COVID was – well, I enjoyed COVID too much, you could say, like bourbon and bad food and – kind of added most of my weight loss back on so i get probably at least one or two texts or emails a day from actually our athletes uh asking me why i'm not on my bike why i'm not training Mm. Uh, and that's that's pretty inspiring to know that they actually care so i've been working on that my wife and i are actually going to ride tonight like we said she signed up for waterloo Um, probably try to find some shorter races i can do with her i'm signed up for the crusher uh, MS the hundred MS with okay. some buddies signed up for the Margie fifty. Just and we're both doing Barry, both doing Barry shorter distance. Yeah, you know. just I'm struggling to get on the trainer.
2: You know, it, we, we've talked to other um, event directors um, who are putting on a lot of events, and yeah. it seems like after about three or four years, they start kind of getting back into yeah. uh, that headspace a little bit, and I, I can feel it at least on my end. Like I'm, I'm feeling that drive a little bit, but. I mean, it's not going to be anything crazy at this point, you know?
1: I'm always, yeah, I'm always interested in people that are like heavily involved um, in the industry, um, not just as an athlete or, um, but like, yeah, like just that's their their livelihood and their work. Um, And uh, my brother owns a bike shop, and it's like, I, think you know all he is all he does is bikes and then he comes home and is, is he going to want to ride a bike or is he going to want to train but he does you know but yeah. it's it's uh <laughs> i'm just yeah I'm, I'm always interested in how um people balance that out yeah and i mean going back to like health and making sure that your health is a priority um i think that's where too like if you get too busy um, making sure that you're providing these healthy opportunities for other people, but you're not taking care of yourself, exactly. then I mean, that, then the the scale can kind of tip in an odd direction. But yeah, you,
2: you do need to try to keep that balance. Um, you know, the the one thing too, you know, monetarily, when somebody signs up for a race, I mean, they've got skin in the game. You know, they don't want to lose that money, but we tend to get. More free entries now because you know, so it's kind of that whole, yep. you know, money piece is even out of it now. So it, it's it's more of just the the drive and the want to do it. And um, like you said, you know, when you're doing it all day, every day, you know, going home, it it's hard to get that
1: motivation. But
2: it, it's starting to come back.
0: Nice. I feel like Trevor's looking into my soul as he keeps saying, "You
1: need to get healthy." <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I just, I, I, I mostly I've been kind of following along. Yeah. Um, from from the outside, and I know that you signed up for Margie yep. fifty, and, and I know everybody that you knows, the, and and so and you've kind of put it out there as like an accountability thing, like I I want to make sure and get here, and people like if you don't see me um, doing my part, you can you can tell me, yep. and um, so yeah, so I'm just kind of interested in like thinking about like are are both of you making get, making time to make sure mm-hmm. that that y- your own health is is important as you are creating opportunities for other people to
0: get yeah, healthy am Like I said, I, I know I mentioned it before, but I'm really excited for my wife to get into cycling because we do most things together. But that's one thing that's never interested her. She said she'd never do a try, but she's always been intrigued by gravel. And seeing some of these women's groups that we've worked with, she's gotten inspired, and I'm looking forward to being able to go out and ride for an hour or two with her. Nice. Because she doesn't want to do it on pavement. That scares her. Yeah. But doing it on gravel, that sounds fun.
2: I think it is important for us to still kind of stay athletes um, to a certain degree, and that's why I think getting involved in you know one or two races a year, I think kind of keeps us honest um, and kind of keeps our our focus on the athlete still front and center because I mean eventually if we're not if we're not ever doing an event ourselves, you know I, I think you could kind of get lost in the weeds a little bit. Um, just on the planning and the the paperwork and the municipalities and all the the stuff that athletes don 't even think about, like you know that stuff is really what most of the work is, but I think if we're as long as we 're signing up for stuff and 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 doing one or two a year, I think that that will go a long way to keep us uh keep us on the right track
1: um yeah i think um I have i think two more questions before we wrap this up, and this season will be the first time. All nine of these events have run in one in in one season, right? For you, right?
2: Because what, really, the only thing we added this year was fondo. Yeah, um, you know that popped up out of nowhere last spring, and it was kind of one of those things where it was like, okay, this is a little bit of a game changer just from the scale of it. Um, so we really need to put most of our energy in just kind of taking care of events that we have Mm -hmm. make sure we're getting you know participation growth and keeping everything that works about them working and then executing fondo correctly and making sure that people have a good ride
1: so nine events as you um explained earlier as you uh listed them out it's going to be a busy season for you for both of you um what's one of the The, one of the things that you're most worried about that or that like keeps you up at night? or
2: uh, I mean, you know, the thing is, we, we used to freak out. We freaked out in 2021 because we hadn't put on any events. So getting to GR Try and getting through that was a big one for us then. And I, so I, I would say at this point, we're pretty comfortable with a lot of the events that we put on, except for Fondo. Yeah, That's the wild card right now. You know, I mean, it's still going to all be the same and it'll be great. But we don't have that, um, you know, previous year's race under our belt with that one you know this time next year i'll feel a whole lot better about it but um that's probably for me i think the worst. i
0: just stay up at night thinking about new races well
2: yeah it's it's hard to keep them focused but
0: yeah volunteers are tough (laughs) yes volunteers are tough post-covid especially on the other side of the state Uh, we don't quite have the pull there yet that we do here with grand rapids trying my time and we'll have three four hundred volunteers at those races uh, some of the other ones, you know, Waterloo, Ugly Dog, Road to Hell, we might get 10. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, the races don't need 300 people like yeah. GR does. But that's something we're working on was a lot of the okay. teams and things yeah. over there. That's probably the biggest thing that keeps, us, keeps me up at night other than planning new routes on Strava.
1: Yeah. Well, the, I asked you that question because I really wanted to ask you this question. What are you most looking forward to this season?
2: For me, it's Fondo. Yeah, I, I really want to knock that one out of the park because you know I, I I did it a few times. My wife did it a few times. It was a great race. Um, it was one that we never even really considered.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but here it is. So you know we just want to do a really great job with that one, and uh, you know help help position it for uh, longevity, kind of in its new form.
1: What's the date of that again?
2: June twenty fourth. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think that's the easy answer. I'll go with uh, Road to Hell. I want to see what well, we can grow that into, especially now that there's not quite as much happening in the state on that weekend. That was a pretty special course. I was almost giggling when I was driving the course, setting the course the day before, just you know, early October in Michigan, gravel roads, the trees were just gorgeous. Um, that was pretty fun.
2: Yeah, that's got some great potential to it. That's great. Plus, giving out some wrestling belts at the Dirty Mitten, that was that was fun as well. Oh, those were nuts. <laughs>
0: Do we still have any here?
1: Uh, we've got some in the we back. We should show yeah. Trevor before he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for having me um, over here to your new space. And uh, is there a? I mean, I'm assuming there's a website where all of these races are um listed on there yeah
2: it's tries for health so it's tris the number four health.com okay so we list everything on there dates links to the sites uh registrations open for everything except for the uh brandy day trail run right now that should open another week or so
1: okay cool well great guys this is uh this is fun it's good to uh catch up again yeah, And I uh, I look forward to the season and, and see what else you guys will come wait, up wait, with.
0: I got a question for Trevor. Okay. Which ones are you going to do?
1: Which? Of our gravel <laughs> events. <laughs> that's a, that's a good. Of your gravel events or, or just any, any of them. Any of them. Well, I'm not going to do a triathlon. I'll tell you that much. Um, I I am almost... So Waterloo is the 20, 29th, 29th. 29th of April. I, I think I'm going to do Waterloo. Awesome. And I think I'm going to bring my dad and try to ride it with my dad. Awesome. Um, we love it. He is signed up for Barry for the first time. And also he and my mom grew up in that area. Oh, cool. Um, and so he's always wanted to, to ride those roads. Um, and so I thought, man, I, so I think I'm, I'm going to try to get him out there and maybe just ride the, uh, is it the 50 K? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 50 K with yep. him um and uh and yeah um possibly uh, the the road to hell has got my interest peaked a little bit it was so fun
2: it really was Yeah. yeah it was it was a cool way to end the season very cool yeah
1: so i might have to go check that out as well Well, then
0: you might as well come do the dirty mitten bike too yeah
1: so you said the dirty mitten is a weekend thing. So is the bike leg on one day yep. and then the triathlon the other day. Yeah, and, and yeah,
2: so basically, you know, we ha- we have the venue for the whole weekend and there's great roads around there that aren't kind of used by the triathlon so we actually go out of um camp manitoulin which is you know around the berry roads and everything sure. and we go left and kind of go out away from what was the uh what was we the go road towards allegan there. county
0: yeah. um you know if anyone had done the old hellcat honey yes. that cat put on okay it yeah. uses more of those roads so it's really different night and day different Fast. from the roads that Much we use too. for the try yeah, yeah. It's, it's more farmland oh, flat uh, very, very different. We had a lot of people—forty or fifty people—did both. Mm-hmm. Well, both, that's. Both, I both. was just going to ask yeah.
1: that. Uh, you, you should have like a an award for people that do. They got a sweet uh like, a, a hoodie. hoodie. Yeah, like this one. yeah, nice. we gave them out a hoodie, but nice. uh,
2: yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things. You know, we're not going to ride them the same roads two days in a row. Yeah, you know that. No one wants to do that. So yeah. we gave them something new on Saturday, and it was it was well received. It was a, a good day, and yeah, uh, sold yeah. out. Yeah, we had a great day for the try. So yeah, it's just just fun yep. all the time yeah and you heard that Trevor's gonna be at
0: all three now so yep. <laughs> autograph, right si- autograph signings look we'll at your KOM <laughs> cycling uh, tent yeah
1: great perfect <laughs> <laughs> cool guys thank you for this thank you thanks bud the dirty chain podcast is a Michigan mid-pack media production in partnership with KOM cycling the source for your bike accessories and necessities connect with us on Facebook and Instagram At Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. Thank you to John Conkling and John Mosey from Tries for Health for joining me on this episode. And thank you all for listening to the Dirty Chain Podcast. And as always, keep your chain clean but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack.